You are listening to a CJTR podcast. Hello, everyone, or should I say, oh, hi, welcome to Spoiler Alert. <laughs> <laughs> a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. Today we have an extra special Radiothon episode for our adoring fans. Mm-hmm. That's you guys. <gasps> this week we recorded a special commentary track that you, dear listeners, can receive by donating to CJTR and mentioning the name Spoiler Alert. We will thank you profusely and send you the link in the commentary to the commentary track of a famously incompetent film, The Room. I got the utmost pleasure this week of seeing my co-host see it for the very first time. It's the weird teen around the corner, Sonia Stanger. Oh, hi. (laughs) My other co-host is the pushy mother who just casually received terrible news, Jeremy (laughs) LeGuin. You're tearing me apart, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) And now we've used all our memes. (laughs) That's it. We're memed out. For those of you who may not know, Room is a 2015 drama thriller starring Brie Larson as a mother. (laughs) Oh, is that... (laughs) I mix these up a lot. The Room is actually a 2003 drama romance about a successful banker and his fiance. Does this describe? Yeah, I was like, is that what it's about? What it's about? I, I, sort of. I mean, technically, yes. Face? That's yeah. not not what it's about, right? You guys, how was recording this track this week? Um. Okay, I got to jump in. So Sean and I had seen it before, uh-huh. and we're more aware than. Uh, Sonia and wife of the show, Ellen, who also was yes. in on in on the re- recording and watching. The silences that you will hear <laughs> are so gripping. And there were times where I was sort of out of the experience watching us watching it, just being like, there's nothing to say. This is so there bad. Is, it's hard to say. It's yeah. hard to grasp onto anything. Yeah. As you said Ooh. while we were watching, you felt like you were taking crazy pills. Yeah. And I think that's a good sign that you're not crazy. <laughs> good. Yeah. So this is a good litmus test, actually. I think so. Yeah. I would say, so let's just start. <laughs> let's just start with let's the just plot. Start. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Of which I just tried to describe. At any time, were you aware of what was going on? Like, actually, mm, I think in a general sense. Sort of? Yeah. <laughs> I think is the answer. Narratively, it was very just like... Now she, Lisa, is mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, now mom's now here. Mom is, yeah. And with a boop on the nose, that scene's over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She does end with a boop every time. Every time. Every time. Um, I really, I feel like the room is the same three things mm-hmm. again and again and again and again. Yes. That's, and, I think, why it felt like you're so crazy. Yes. It's because things did k- just keep happening, slightly different, sometimes <laughs> precisely the same. Mm-hmm. And it really was like, I don't know what time it is, where I am, who's here. Here, okay, here is what I think those same three things are. Okay. I think we should maybe go in a circle and each say what we think those three things are. Yeah, yeah, the absolutely, movie's yeah. Shots of the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yep. This film is a love letter to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Gratuitous sex scenes. I mean, Gratuitous. is that what you would call them? Dudes throwing a ball around. Yeah. Those are like the three moments that you have in Those this film. Those are the three touchstones okay. of this film. Okay. No, I, I, I do disagree. Okay. okay. Shots of San Francisco. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Lisa explaining to people that she doesn't love him anymore. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know how to say this. Lisa trying to be alluring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're not. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, I also. Yeah, I would say shots of San Francisco. <laughs> three for three. Like uh, establishing shots are a major through mm-hmm. through through way. Um, also, yeah, a conversation. This is seemingly thousands of conversations mm-hmm. that happen during this film. All of them begin with, oh, hi, and then they all end with, don't worry about yeah. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone says, don't worry about it. All the I, time. I, like, I'm not even joking when I say 50 times a character has said, mm-hmm. don't worry about it, to end a conversation. 
Maybe crying, maybe screaming, maybe whispering sensually. But Either way. But certainly not worry worrying about, about it. it. No, no worries. Nobody wants to worry about it. No worries, mate. Um, you kind of touched on this. Is this an appropriate amount of sex scenes for one film? Well, they're really front-loaded is mm-hmm. part of it. That's not a sexy term. <laughs> <laughs> they're really, um, they're uh, buxom. Yes. The this film movie begins. is buxom with sex scenes. Um, like, I think we made a note that 15 minutes in, we were, like, on the third one. Yeah. But also one thing that I thought was so delightful was that the third sex scene was basically the same yeah. as the first sex the scene. They, they certainly reused some some, some, footage. some love footage there. There's no question. Um, the bedroom, like, it is. it's like somebody imagined or, like knew what sex was through magazine stories mm-hmm. and, like, radio plays. Yeah. There was, like, <laughs> flowing curtains, a billion lit candles, inexplicably lit. Mm-hmm. Dangerous um, number. Dangerous. Yep. Curtains grazing candles. Like, it would, li- like, we were, we discussed this. It would take half hour to yeah. light those. Oh, 100%. And then yeah. some, one goes out, you jump out. You jump out of bed to relight. <laughs> um, also, this is something I've never seen in real life, people plucking rose petals, mm-hmm. <laughs> throwing them about the bed. Yeah. Maybe you need to be more romantic, Sean. There's a scene when Lisa leans off of the bed with a bunch of rose petals stuck to her back. <laughs> it seems impractical. For a moment, you're like, is that a scab? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I thought like, oh, it was a part of This is disgusting. Yeah. Their monthly rose budget must be quite high. Well, yeah, um, just through the roof. Do you guys want to get into a little budget, actually? Or should we say this for later? I mean... You look excited. You do look excited. Why don't we just talk about this now? Because Mm -hmm. it's something fascinating. What Mm -hmm. would you say is the budget of this film? What would you guess? I I have an educated guess. But, Sonia, you go first. I think $12. (laughs) You say $12. Okay, just from watching this film, Mm -hmm. I would be like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. $12. I'm going to say, I'm going to bracket myself, $2.75 million. So this film cost six million. Oh, I should have. I was gonna say five. I was gonna say five. Oh. Can you guys believe where? I, I so um, Greg Sestero, who is the co-star, the handsome co-star, Mark, Mark, mm-hmm. who shaves. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Mark. <laughs> We're like. Oh, hi, Mark. This is like us doing impressions of Cher, where it's like probably not <laughs> as bad as at all. Ah, <laughs> oh, Um. Anyway, Greg. Uh, claims he wrote a bit of a tell-all book um, because he he got sort of dragged into this uh, bizarre man's world. Uh, he claims that a lot of it was marketing and unnecessary spending, like a $5,000 a month billboard <laughs> that features that crazy face where his... Um, where Tommy Wiseau's eye is half-blinking, so he looks insane... $5,000 a month billboard that he kept up for five years. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe? That will eat up your budget. Um, uh, I'm going to whip out my calculator here. Yeah, 25? He, he fired and replaced um, dozens of people, including um, uh, the entire cr- film crew, at least four times. So, like, there were four different crews? That he would fired every single yeah, person. Yeah, he would fire people them. all the time. <gasps> um, Guys, In fact, Greg, he only got that role because the he... <laughs> Tommy, that's all. I thought it'd be more. Tommy fired the actor the first day, and then Greg got that role. Really? Same with that girl, too. She was supposed to play Michelle, like, the friend. And then that actress got fired. Like, she was said she was, like, fourth in line to play that actress, and she still and she well, ends up getting it. I'm not going to say it shows. It but doesn't. It shows. I think it does. I think um, it does. He employed over 400 people. He Job would do things mm-hmm. like build sets for things that could easily be shot on a location. <laughs> um, he, as Jeremy said during uh, the recording, he used two different cameras, one digital and one film, and just stuck them together and had two film crews because they are each operating a, <laughs> a different camera. Is that Wild. crazy it's for insane. every shot? Oh, and also... This is something that I think is very funny. So remember, there was a, a lot of there was a couple executive producers. It was like because Tommy Wiseau um, is the the lead 
actor of this film. He also is director, writer, producer, executive mm-hmm. producer, all those mm-hmm. things. But there's also two other executive producers. And one of them, Chloe Litsky, was Tommy's ESL tutor <gasps> and had zero involvement with this film. <laughs> Not a bit. And his, the other executive producer was Drew, Drew Caffrey. Drew Carey? Drew Caffrey, not Drew Carey. Oh, hi. Um, <laughs> oh, hi, Drew. Oh, hi, Drew. He, no, guys, oh, hi. No, um, died in Drew 1999, four years before this film was released. Man. So. Maybe and, he thought it would just look more legit. If he just had more people. Yeah. It is like one of the wildest. Just. It, he it makes zero sense. No. <clears throat> not a bit. Anyway. I mean, yes, he does make zero sense. It's true. No, no, it's, it makes no sense. Okay, well, here, okay, stepping yeah. back again. So here's the thing. From a overall story view, I can see it, right? Happy couple, things are doing okay, she's unfaithful, right? Like, we've heard this story yeah, before. I was saying, I was saying after we watched it, it's almost taking uh, the story of Othello. Like, you know... Wow, you have. To <laughs> I don't know. This. I, Powerful. I, deep pedigree. I think. Yeah. I, I think that Sonia Stanger is drawing that line and not spoiler alert. <laughs> She's but like, like, I, I, like I, I agree I, with you. It yes. starts in like a real place of story. Yeah. Well, and but overall, Allegedly. you know, you can see like if you took all the frames and squinted at them, you would see like a pretty typical story. And That's then, real. I mean, like you know. Because Lisa's the villain, right? Well, is she supposed to be, though? I think so. She is. I th- Yeah. It's- She's also the main character, almost. Yeah. Because time-wise. So is she an, an anti-hero? anti-hero. <laughs> I, I don't think so. But. <laughs> um, Like, so Tommy, whose name is Johnny. Johnny, in the film, yeah. Um, has every character several times over trying to convince Lisa that... Johnny is the best person that they've ever met. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she should definitely marry him. And he yes. stuffs those lines into every single person's mouth. Yeah. And there's also, like, kind of a, from the mother, like a you-can't-do-better attitude to Lisa about staying oh, with Johnny. Time. Yeah, just for financial support. Um, since you mentioned the mother, uh-huh. she... So there's... A lot of characters have a standout role. And the mother, <laughs> Claudette, she... The, her entire role is she rolls in t- to talk to her daughter, who she has seemingly known her entire life. Mm-hmm. They do not, their interactions make no sense at all. And at one point, this is the funniest line of my entire life, is her <laughs> casually talking to her. And then she's like, well, the test results came in. I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> and the mom, the daughter reacts as if she told her that she is going to go buy a, a carton of milk. She's non-plucked, mm-hmm. not plucked at all. And then it's completely, there's tons of things that are just completely dropped. They're oh, like, yeah. like side stories and what, like we never hear about the breast cancer again. No. Chekhov's no. breast cancer. You Anyone? should be checking off <laughs> yourself. Everyone, please. <laughs> Check off for lumps. <laughs> um... Okay. Thank you, Tommy Wiseau. Thank okay. you. You guys, I just want to go back to the sex scenes. Oh, because, yeah. Because um, is it unusual in your mind? <laughs> this for, is, feels like a leading question. For not only a writer, director, lead actor to film his own body so sensually, he got right in his own butt. <laughs> so Metaphorically and literally. Yeah, so often and... And also, um, his uh, his location of of <laughs> insertion <doing> it, of <laughs> insertion. Oh yes. Yeah. Did you have? Did you take umbrage with this? I did, and uh, you know, as we've mentioned, you should one hundred percent donate to Radiothon <laughs> and say that your donation is going to spoiler alert, so you can hear our incredulity. Yes. At the positioning of these two bodies, mm-hmm. because. It don't make no sense. No. <laughs> no. Biologically he, speaking. Like, unless he's got some belly button fetishes. Higher. And that's what's happening. Higher. I but say it's honestly sternum. sternum. Yeah. Like, I just don't <clears throat> understand. You can tell that such care and specific direction went into how close up and where they, like, film his body. And yet, 
the alignment of the two people is so spectacularly off. It's like a child threw two dolls haphazardly in a drawer. <laughs> yeah, it's like what my Barbies used to do. Yeah, and you're like, this is, I guess, where it will happen. And then the second one takes place on a staircase. Yeah. And I have also logistical questions there. Yes. And there is not a lot of r- rhythmic movement that would facilitate what we no. typically know as... But I actually read that Greg, who obviously was thrown into this role, mm-hmm. felt uncomfortable with taking off his jeans. <laughs> so they filmed him only shirtless through all of his sex scenes, which really comes through. Never nudes. There are literally dozens of us. There are. God forbid you buy some beige shorts. Anyway, Sean, I want to back up for a moment. Yes, please so, back up. Would, right see, to okay. the very also, beginning. The, like, the trajectory of this episode, <laughs> I feel, is appropriate. It mirrors the film. It mirrors yeah. the completely film. mirrors it. Yeah. If we just fall silent for two minutes <laughs> while they like... <laughs> While we pretend that there's an establishing shot of a place that they're not even in. Mm. Um, this thing of directors hiring people they want to see nude or uh-huh. like be themselves, right? Like showing up is not specific to Tommy Wiseau. No. No. And we there we won't get into it. There have been some instances where it's a little weird or very weird. Yeah. However, Tommy Wiseau, I think thought that he was the thing selling it like he like his body his angle of insertion hit so all of that i think was just like a peacock like this is what people paid to see let's do it well yeah you don't get a you don't spend five thousand (laughs) dollars a month for five years on a billboard of your own face unless you really think you're the thing Mm -hmm. you're the thing yes that's he is one of the biggest lessons of self-confidence oh my goodness. that we can really take from him. But I think ideally with a little grain of self-awareness that's maybe lacking for him. Yeah, the thing is, in some ways, he kept bludgeoning us with himself so much that he is quite famous because of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody on SoundCloud wrote a musical about The Room <laughs> called, Oh, Hi, It's Chris R. <laughs> <laughs> that's Really funny. Okay, also, there's a villain in this film oh, yeah. named Chris R. <laughs> is he a villain? He's yeah, a, he's a well, villain. He's he tries, a heavy. He's a heavy. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Not he a shakes villain. down a teen. Yeah, who doesn't really look like a teen. We don't know. We don't know enough about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it's, we should tell the listeners a little more of what <laughs> the plot is. Sure. I think we've told more than enough. Okay, so basically, Tommy and Lisa live together. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. My Johnny? mistake. Yeah, you know, when Tom um, Chi. Artists become their work. Yes. And the line is so big. The auteur. Yeah. Jami or Tommy. Jami. <laughs> lives. Anyway, Lisa and Tommy have major sex and they live together and they love their life. Mm-hmm. And he works at a bank and he might be uh, getting a promotion after three months, which he doesn't get. And it's a huge point of contention. Yep. But anyway, they also have a child. <laughs> they, <laughs> they call him a child. He is apparently 18, but clearly they, 35. At least 35. Yeah. The the hardest 18 you've ever seen. <laughs> and he, um, Tommy, appara- Johnny pays for his lit apartment for to yeah. live. Yeah. And his is his emotional father as well. Mm-hmm. However. This, and pays his tuition. This kid has a pervy situation with Lisa. And d- there's definitely a bit of a triangle between there. But there's also another triangle between Tommy's Tommy's <laughs> best friend. This is very hard. Yeah, Mark, Mark, Johnny. Mark, and uh, that's the real love triangle that pushes the plot forward. It's a quadrangle, that's sort of. The, yes. Yeah. Well, the kid just likes to watch as he stays yeah. five as minutes. He's into told the movie. us that yeah. he likes to watch. Not to mention the creepiest tickle fight on the planet. Oh yeah. Before. Where he slowly slides out of his shoes and then jumps <laughs> into bed with them, and they're fine with it. And then they ask him to leave. And then he's, he doesn't want to. Yeah. But, but he, he does. He does, out of respect. Um, and then... Their apartment is basically uh, like an ant farm of people coming <laughs> yeah, in and out. I'm of- confused about the structure of the apartment because they all keep saying that they live in the same building, but it's like a townhouse. It's a townhouse. Yeah. So like, and they're they just keep, your neighbors. They yes. keep walking out the front door and appearing <laughs> on the roof, <laughs> yes. which makes no sense. The time and space is a whole thing that we'll talk about. Yes, completely. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, the roof is a bit of a character. There's a lot yeah. of important things that happen on the roof. Mm-hmm. 
Um, do you believe that they filmed that on a roof? Absolutely not. <laughs> There's absolutely no way. No. The green haze that was over everyone, <laughs> yeah. either it was the greenest sun that's ever existed or there was just it was green screened if that was the weather that means a tornado's a coming yeah that's what that means when the sky's green like tornado's name is tommy wiseau oh um (laughs) it was (laughs) so yeah they had a green screen and the green screens san francisco behind them when they probably could have just been on a roof (laughs) but you know yeah whatever And then, where Chris R. comes in... Right, Chris R. Is that at one point... Not to be differentiated from any other Chris's, because there's <laughs> only Chris R. But I just love that that's his, like, thug name. <laughs> you don't put disrespect on my name by just calling me Chris. No. I'm Chris R. Yes. Uh, he comes to shake down Denny, the child. Yes. For drugs, apparently. Or drug money. Drug money. One of the Sorry, two. money yeah. for drugs. Money for drugs. And then, guess what, kids? It never comes up again. No, it doesn't. The only mm. possible way that we can po- figure out that that scene was in is because Tommy does, Johnny does take a gun from the thug, Chris yes. R. Which comes into play Which later. comes into play yes. later. But anyway, there's a party <laughs> where everything comes to a bunch of blows. <laughs> and, and then, then there's a party. And then it's a very tragic ending. Where yeah. Johnny, spoiler alert, ends his own life. I say I was yeah. Thanks. And like the only and I can say this like normally that's something that's a real trigger for me in things. Mm-hmm. I can say that this is the only time I think I've ever watched that happen on film and not felt anything except is is that, do you, do is you that believe, because he started moving back before I was he say, fired do you the weapon? Because he was lying on the ground, heavy breathing. <laughs> yeah, could is it because I could still see him breathing? Perhaps. <laughs> But just know, if if that's a barrier for you to, you know, donate to the station and you don't want to watch the movie and listen to the track because you're worried about how it ends. That will not be a problem. No, yeah, it's no. going to be okay, I promise. If you can make it through the previous, you know, 70 minutes, that end will be welcome. Is it only 80 <laughs> minutes? How long was it? It I, felt like we were in, in, in talking in front of that microphone, that snowball. I think it's, I think it's actually hours. shorter than that. Yeah, I think it was about an hour and a half. Oh my God! Um, here's some a question: Why do you believe it's called the room? Why is it? Yeah, we. I mean, like I think it probably is because their bedroom is like the 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 nexus of the conflict. Is it their bedroom? Like or even is it though that that's not room? the oh, or is it the living room? I don't know. I, I, I thought it was the, the living room, just because so much of it takes place in that, like, I don't know, 80, 70 to 80% of that, the, mm. the movie takes place in that room. Um, mm. But uh, as to the actual reason for it, I have no clue. The room. Yeah. Is it the bedroom? Maybe. Is it the roof? <laughs> Is it the roof? Was it supposed is to be called it, the roof? Is it the roof? <laughs> is it that tiny shack that they seemingly enter and then go down somehow? So I I looked it up and Tommy oh, yeah. is quoted as saying that it's because I, a room, not the room, but a room can be the site of both good and bad events, <laughs> which is one of the most nothing answers I've ever heard. <laughs> Sorry, are you running for president, Tommy? Like, yeah. like, you should be a politician with a non-answer yeah. like that. He's completely non-answer. Uh, you guys, I have some facts that I've looked up here. Oh, good. Um, so it is, in fact, 99 minutes long. Not quite 100, but 99 minutes long. I appreciate that. And a fun little fact here, Sean, you might know this already. The box office intake for the room was $1,800. This I did not know. (laughs) So no one. So that's like two theaters full, maybe. Like, did Tommy Wiseau just go... (laughs) That's that's a low number. A hundred times? But I was reading a little bit of how... I forget who the person was, but he went uh, and was completely flabbergasted and went four times in three days and just kept getting a bigger crew with him mm. um, and like basically forced it to go viral himself. Because like that's how it became a cult classic. Because it only played in theaters for a very small time but then they went directly to Tommy and 
uh, then they, they started putting on like a weekly viewing of it that he would, since he's so like this, like, mm-hmm. go every time and like answer questions and just be the big weirdo behind it. And also he like, he's so good with rolling with it. Like he, you know that he made this very seriously. Oh, and yes. then once things looked like they were going the wrong way, he changed sort of his description to like being a black comedy and like, Pretends that he did everything intentionally, yeah. which in no way the did. No, I don't think that's possible. There's no way. It, it's certainly a a passionate creation. Sure. Like I I I fully assume that he put his heart and soul into this and his own money. Yeah. Like there are rumors that he's sold a ton of Korean leather jackets as a side hustle. <laughs> oh my god! But nothing is substantiated with this man. No, like nobody knows his age, his life, his whereabouts. What accent is that? Sorry, Chloe Litska, but what is that accent? Yeah. Let's, let's get her on the show so we can find out a bit more about T.W. Do you think she's still with us? I mean... I hope so. We can only hope. She's so. done such great work. She has done one of the best works that we've ever seen. <laughs> okay, well, I think it's time now to listen to our word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody, let's all go outside for fresh air. We'll be back with Spoiler Alert on 91.3 CJTR Regina Community Radio. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert with Sean Dunham, Sonny Stanger, and Jeremy Legui. We're going to chat more about The Room, but first we want to tell you guys about a little fun thing happening. The Pile of Bones Film Festival is happening this Saturday, September 28th at the Artesian. Now in in its fourth year, this one-night-only festival showcases the best independent short films in a fun, laid-back atmosphere. What could be better, you guys? Oh, I don't know. I, I like movies. I do like you like films? <laughs> <laughs> do you like films? Also, I'll, I like the Artesian. I, <laughs> what could be better? Um, all right, let's get in to a little game lovingly called The Game. Ohio, Ohio, hi! You should have planned that. Don't worry about it. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, The Game is where I spend quite a bit of time yeah. going through uh, all of the movies on the planet to find a movie that these two have not seen related to our topic. Mm-hmm. I tell them the title of that movie. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a great time. Someday someone will win this game. And today is not that day. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Try the, the line has been drawn. Today's title is, of course, Big Shark. That Shark. title again. Big Shark. Given that... This is a film on this week's theme. Mm-hmm. I can only assume oh that God. Big Shark is about a shark from an <laughs> indeterminate location in the ocean mm-hmm. whose accent does not match the location he lives in. The shark's accent. But it's unclear what the location is. Mm-hmm. Uh, who works at a bank and uh, is <laughs> affianced to a nice lady, or so he thinks, a nice mm-hmm. lady shark. Is this an animated movie? Uh, yeah, it's actually the exact animation style of the film Shark Tale. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Which you may remember. Uh, it was bad. That movie was... Actually, did Martin Scorsese make that movie? Yeah, Martin... Yeah. And was in it? It was actually Marlon Scorsese. Oh, right, right, right. Oh. Um, okay, and then, yeah, his um, his shark fiancé is cheating on him with his best friend, Mark Shark. <laughs> Mark Mark Shark. <laughs> And uh, then, like, a bunch of really weird stuff happens that never comes up again. Um, sharks. Hmm. Wow. Okay. I tried really hard for I that one, big, you guys. Big shark. Big shark. Um, Sean? I literally just realized that Albert Finney played What's-His-Face in Finding Nemo, <laughs> and that's very funny. Marlon? Yeah. Really? But, like, right? Am I wrong in that? I don't know. Mm. In my mind, that's right. <laughs> I'm never going to find Finney. <laughs> Anyway... Oh, um, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I believe the Big Shark is like a Jaws style, like remake by Tommy Wiseau, like a horror at sea. Mm-hmm. Um, except that since he Wiseau'd it all up, it's a big messy disaster, and everything is fake and bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Okay, all right. How do you feel? All right, you guys. Uh, so you both lost, which is fine. What we all expected. That's fine, that's fine. I am now going to read the entire IMDb page for this film uh, in, an, in an order that I deem worthy of reading on okay, spoiler. Okay. 
Big Shark 2019 to be released is so it's not out yet. Starring Tommy Wiseau, oh Greg, how do you say his last name? Sestero, and Isaiah Laborde. Written by those three, directed by Tommy Wiseau. You ready? Yeah. Three firefighters must save New Orleans from a shark attack. <gasps> that's it. What? <laughs> that's all. That's all we got. Greg Sestero's willing to work with him again. Not only work right with again. Maybe he's like, listen, this is the only way this film could possibly be okay is if I help. Well, that's that's the thing is Greg has found a ton of success from hitching his wagon to this man. Like he wrote a book that's yeah. what the disaster artist is based on. It's true. They they've got to be at least friends at this point. And I mean, maybe there's some maybe they're friends. friction there. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Maybe they're frenemies. But uh, Big Shark coming Fire to you frenemies. soon and possibly never. Uh the game is, of course, this week brought to you by Radiothon. It's twenty nine. It's Radiothon twenty nineteen here at CJTR, and that means that you have a chance to show your love for the station and your favorite programs, including this one. The fundraising goal <laughs> is sixteen thousand five hundred dollars, which is much needed to make all of our shows available on demand and to support uh, important station operations. CJTR is honored to do the important work of supporting and developing dynamic volunteer volunteer produced community radio for a diverse range of communities in Regina. For a fifty dollar pledge, you get a limited edition reusable bag. Great. For a hundred dollar pledge, you get a limited edition CJTR Radiothon twenty nineteen T shirt designed so by Articulate Inks. It's so cute. And if you pledge one hundred and fifty dollars, you get both. And if you pledge anything and put spoiler alert in somewhere in the comments or tell them on the phone, you get the sweet commentary track of us watching The Room for the very first time. Which is worth $50. 50 bajillion dollars. Also, for every $25 you pledge, you get your name entered into one of our daily draws. And today we are drawing for the Bushwhacker Skip the Line Mead Prize Pack. So, Ooh, the meet and greet. Yeah. That's what they should call it. Call us now at 525-7274 to make your pledge or pledge online at www.cjtr.ca backslash donate. I've always wanted to say this. An operator is standing by. Literally, he's An outside. An operator is standing. He's, he's, opera- he's sitting. He's he poised. Tired. No, he's yeah. standing. I saw him stand. Oh, his legs are tired. Call him. Call, give, give give him a ring. Jeremy, he, should we tell them our His runners are tied tightly. What's What's our secret? Should we tell them? I don't know it. What do you mean? Should we tell them our secret about I, what happens if Radiothon exceeds its goal? I think so, yeah. Should we tell them? Yeah. I don't want to tell them. Oh, Sean doesn't want to tell them. We better keep it a secret. <laughs> Sorry, Fine, you do what you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I drop my phone again. If, okay, so as Jeremy mentioned, this is an especially important Radiothon because there are some much-needed upgrades to the equipment in this room. And one of the great things that will happen... Um, if we are able to reach our goal for Radiothon, is that all of the shows here on CJTR will be available on demand. So, I mean, you can get our show as a podcast, which is a great privilege, but there are so many excellent shows uh, on the station that aren't currently available on demand, mm-hmm. and they will be if you support us. Yeah. So you should. And also, here's our secret. <laughs> if that goal is exceeded, we will release the commentary track to everyone in our feed, you'll all be equal. Yeah, we'll put it. We'll put Are it you out happy? there. So you should, if you have the means, you should definitely support Radiothon so that someone who maybe doesn't gets to experience the magic of us watching the room. Yes, exactly. Well, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. But wait, there's more. <gasps> what is this? Now? Dance through the decades of the CJTR Radiothon wrap-up party. Come Woo. help us wrap up a week of fundraising for Regina Community Radio. Join us on Saturday, September 28th at the Cure. Each hour, CJTR DJs will spin tunes from a different decade. Fun. Hmm, what's your costume, Jeremy? Uh, I'm just going to go full nude. Uh, prom inspired attire is encouraged, <laughs> but not required. See, it's right there. Doors open at 6 p.m. and dancing starts at 7. Admission is free. Prizes will be giving out for the best costumes. Visit CJTR.ca for more information. Yeah, I was, I was just going to dress up as Tommy Wiseau. Cute. In like an oversized suit and zip-off pants? No, naked, but with a sheet. Just draped right, over right, your, right. your ham hock. I'll need to scar my body a bit more. But <laughs> yeah, you need to pre-scar your body. Cool. Anyway, if you tuned in after 6.30, we are talking about the room during Radiothon. And that was quite the 10 minutes of stuff. It was. <laughs> to prevent us from to keeping back, going. To front load and back load. Whew. 
You guys, so Tommy Wiseau is obviously a flawless observer of relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The subtle ways you act towards a lover, the <laughs> dynamics of a male friendship, the deep understanding between a mother and a daughter. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed why, with this. Why do these people interact like this? Like, because that's exactly true to life, right? Yeah, totally. I think I think to Tommy Wiseau it is. Yeah, your mother doesn't boop you on the nose every time you say goodbye, and only interact with you for about two minutes at a time. Before like I gotta go, <laughs> and giving you Mom, devastating news. Yeah, um, I think I would love to talk about the stagette stag, not not stagette. <laughs> I feel like the stagette is just her and Michelle. The triumph party, gabbing over a the stag do? glass of wine, but the stag do, where everyone tries on their <laughs> tuxedos. Mm-hmm. Goes and stands in a back alley and plays with a football several feet away from each other. That's what dudes, they're broing down. You go, you try your tux on for the big wedding, and then you go throw a pigskin out back. Yeah, Jeremy, this was how your wedding went, right? Yeah, absolutely. You haven't seen the picture, Sean? It actually, I, I was at a wedding party, I've only seen and this is exactly what we did. Really? Yes, we, did, we got dressed after, but there was no, it was not during, we were just killing time before the wedding. And we absolutely did throw a football around. You know, I take back everything I've said. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Wiseau knows, pe- knows people. He knows. And maybe in California, that's how they do it. You're ready to go, and you like to throw a little bit of danger into, you know, what if you trip and mess up your suit? But that did happen. That did happen to yeah. their psychologist friend, um, <laughs> who um, I kind of called this while we were watching, where I was like, I think that this character was supposed to be this character, but then... Something happened. You didn't show up. And it was that he, yeah, there was a person who was in the entire film. And then at the very end, a different man is given a bunch of lines and is all of a sudden (laughs) the star of the party. And it's because this guy's like, they didn't, the scheduling didn't go his way. Mm -hmm. Peter, the therapist, the actor was like, I gave you my schedule and you didn't follow it. And now I have got to go. And so they just plunked in a completely random. random man to be the like whole, Peter, Peter too he had a very mm-hmm. integral part of the party it's true and he knew so much like yeah. he was so involved in all of their lives it was just wild it was um uh let's talk performances mm-hmm. <laughs> let's who did the best i think like probably the mom oh claudette she was giving us a lot. She did do a lot. She gives. She gave some good performances when they were busting Danny um, with his drugs <laughs> and Chris R. He narrowly avoided Chris R. <laughs> she was giving some good, some good acting then. Yeah. She was really giving him the gears. Yep. Who Man. do you think? Oh, the best acting. I'd say mine falls with that bit character, who is seemingly a friend of a friend. Oh, Michelle. Mm-hmm. It's Michelle's boyfriend. Oh, that's, yeah. That's right. also who I was going to say. <laughs> Michelle's boyfriend has uh, blonde streaks, and he comes over to hook up with Michelle, and he is the only one that is, like, playing this as a comedy. Yes. He is, like, he's, like, doing, like, uh, making his eyes, uh, like, roll back when he's uh, in intercourse. <laughs> he is, he's the only one trying to do something fun. A lot of, like, rubbery mouth. Oh, situations was, does that make he sense? He was doing a yes. full rubber phase. But I must like I don't think and when he is later telling Johnny about the incident where he forgot his underwear in the room. Right. Um a story that is making everyone roll on the floor laughing. Yeah, tale as old as time. Yeah. Uh I think he is not acting well, but I think he is acting appropriately. Mm. Right? And I think Tommy was probably like, This guy's an amazing actor. This is incredible work. Like, who is this, man? I sort of think God. he was, like, a film student or, like, an acting student who, like, just needed a lot of different emotions for his reel. Um, and why <laughs> I feel like he was an extra that showed up and then was, like, just got bumped up. Like, like that one guy from Game of Thrones who's in, like, every season as a hundred yes, different extras. Yes. Yeah. Uh, wife of the show has chimed in with a very... Michelle's boyfriend was the only one who was a zombie on The Walking Dead. See, he has oh, he right. more credits he has after chops. the fact. He gets booked. He booked and yeah, booked, too booked, booked and, and do you <laughs> kind of blessed? Okay, real question right now. You're yeah. an actor in Hollywood. Yeah, is the room on your resume? 
What do you mean? Like, like that that guy? Does he have? Oh, here's all the work I've done. Is the room listed on that? I think that people would. It's like if you're in it. Yes. Like it is a complete conversation point. Exactly. True. Then the producers will remember They're you. They're like, oh, okay. The casting director's like, oh, we got to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How did you make it? In fact, if I was an actor in Hollywood, I would be putting that on my resume. <laughs> I hope, would lie and hoping that they don't double back. Yeah, no, I was a butt and like they cut the my room. scene. I was in the park. <coughs> I was one of the first three crews. Yeah, cast. I was in the park with Mark. I was in the park with Mark. <gasps> oh my God, what a disaster! Like Tuesdays with Murray, <laughs> but parks with Mark. Mm-hmm. Disaster artist. There you go. Um, so with this film, I think that the lore behind the film is one of its most engaging parts. Oh yes. Um, as demonstrated by the film, the disaster artist. Which have you guys seen? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I think yes. Um, why are people drawn to this story? It's kind of like it's like why are people drawn to Ed Wood or like people that people that try very hard to create a terrible thing? I I think that people are always drawn to the most of something. Yeah, and this is for a long time was the worst movie ever made. And he's doing the most. Yes, and I think that. Those make it, those things make it notable. We had a lot of fun watching this movie. We really did. But it's not. No one is going to sit quiet in a theater and watch this movie, ever. Like like no one is going to sit the way you would in a regular movie and silently watch the whole thing because you can't. You have it's it's like doing acid by yourself is what it feels <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, it's just like you have to share this with someone. Yeah, I think, it, and also something about Tommy Wiseau, mm-hmm. in, he, you, instantly you're like, I need to know more about this yeah. person. What is his deal? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, right, the backstory, the like extravagance of the production mixed with the spectacular failure on a production level, mm-hmm. mixed with his like mysterious background, like it just has so many different elements that make your brain go, what? And it's kind of successful. Yeah. Right? Like like we're talking about it right. years later. It's still a thing. It still, dare I say, holds up. I don't know to what, but it's That's still the, there. Yeah. Where does it hold up? Uh, yeah, did you guys like enjoy it as much this time as you did the first time you watched it? I think I did. I think I enjoyed it more cuz mm. the first time I was actually like off kilter. I did not know what I right. couldn't cling to anything. I was yeah. spinning in space. Um, the first time I watched it, I watched it with people, but it was not like a... It was just like, oh, we're going to watch The Room because it's the worst movie ever made. And we watched it like kind of in silence. like There was laughter and whatnot. But knowing what was coming was really fun. Mm. Like, you know, being the like the guy, like, I, you know, oh, here comes the rooftop scene. I know... You know, and then knowing the implications or non-implications of a thing right. are also very fun. Um, I don't know if I like this movie. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't. If you did, I would honestly be a little worried. Yeah, you can't go back and rewatch more than you can, Like, I won't be watching this again for another five years. Yeah. But, it, but it's still like it was enjoyable. Watching the room was an enjoyable thing, right? And a like lot of it was because of sort of the backstory of you being like like him saying a line that was too like you know 10 seconds long less <clears throat> you being like it took him several hundred tips to get that <laughs> right it's like this is completely mind-boggling yeah yeah you know, it's just the legend and now it's its own entity out there mm-hmm. floating across the room wow we salute you mr wiseau do we and we look forward to your upcoming work. Yeah. Um, Stay tuned for the we're big shark show. We're holding our breath. Um, also, what is a fire hydrant stream going to do against a shark? That makes and also, no sense. We'll see. How are the sharks attacking the whole thing? I don't know. You know I what? I would not be surprised if they wrote this and then Sharknado came out and now they're just pissed because that was their whole plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, like, is this a, like an... Like the levees break again, and then Maybe, yeah. sharks. The levees break again. <laughs> the, anyway, the whole t- the whole city's just in three feet of water to facilitate shark attacks. Oh. Yeah, sounds. I mean, it's, it Make sounds up good a, to me. A different sea animal. A bunch of like squids loose. Oof. Oh, I'm here for that. Scary. Mm. All right, let's move on, you guys. Mm-hmm. All right. What cha watcha? 
All right, guys. I've been I've been on the crave. Oh yeah. And there is a movie that I didn't think I would watch, but I was like, you know what? I, I'm good. sick of clicking through things. This is new, and I watched Murder on the Orient Express. <gasps> oh my god! Ooh, I'm so excited. To hear I what watched you this in theater with my parents. Did you also see it? I've not seen. Okay. Wait, I, I'm just gonna say yeah. because we went because my brother's plane. My parents got the time wrong to pick up my brother. We were four hours early. <laughs> So and I was like, we're going to a theater because I cannot just like kill time for like five hours with you guys. That makes sense. We went to Murder on the Orient Express. It was horrible, and my father answered his cell phone in the middle of the screening <laughs> and talked full voiced until the audience told him to shut up. <laughs> it was very just embarrassing. As one. They all were like, "Good, oh, <laughs> I love that." It was story. very embarrassing. That's anyway, continue. all right. I loved this movie. I thought it was that makes sense. I thought it was super great. And I would love to see more of this ca- character. Jeremy, it's a Kenneth, I don't understand. It's you. a Kenneth Branagh extravaganza, and whole man, was it enjoyable? I What's, do love some Branagh. I, 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 I worked for I, you. What? It was, this was a terrible film, you guys. Why was it terrible? The only, so the much only saving grace was Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. And she rocked it. She hey, rocked everything it. Everything you guys are saying is making me want to watch uh, it. I thought it was great. No, I, I Oh, thought, it is star stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and you get to see Johnny Depp die, which yeah. I know oh, is up your almost. You do know that. The, dude aisle. gets one scene and then it's over. Oh, that sounds um, good. It's it was him. very confusing, and I was the whole time I was like, "Man, I wonder who the murderer is," because that's all the. And I thought that I ten percent of me was like, "This would be a lame ending," and then that's what they did. Mm. And you're not familiar with the work of Miss Christie. I was going to say <laughs> she makes good cookies. Though. I was just <laughs> I was just hoping they would do something different. You know, I was hoping yeah, they would, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but... Um, A.K.A. the way Jeremy's felt about every adaptation. Pretty much, yeah. Ever. But I would like to see more of this. Yeah, I would, okay. I would, I would like to see, I don't know or what the other... Hercule Poirot. Yeah. Poirot. And that mustache that's a full head wide. It was his entire head. That's how you make your, your, um, your head look small. <sighs> I would like for more Agatha Christie to be in the zeitgeist. Yeah. So I'm into that. Okay. Anyway, yeah, no, I was it. into it. Hollywood, if you're listening... More Hello? Agatha. Please. Okay, well, I missed last week's Toy Story discussion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And, Sean, I did listen last night, and I'm so happy that you put me on blast to, to our listeners what did I say? about Yard Sing. About what? Yard Sing. Yard Yes. The people have to know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, thank you for making my excuses. I did just want to say I really love Toy Story 4. I actually had such a, like, nice emotional time. And it made my boyfriend cry, and he never cries at anything <clears throat> other than Arrival, as previously noted. So that was what? like a real special thing okay. for me. Okay, why did he cry? Arrival's he so really sad. likes like circles. <laughs> and, when, and when the aliens <laughs> were riding, he was like, oh no, my God. the whole thing with the daughter? I mean, like, it was sad, but we knew it was happening. <laughs> oh <my laughs> like, yeah, but it gets. Anyway, get out of fear. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Um, and also, Forky. I'm so obsessed. I just think it's such a weird but fascinating place to take a children's movie. This, like, profound existential question. And also, he is just a little bit of a mood for me. And when I say a little bit, I mean very much. And no, I don't mean that anyone needs to put me on suicide watch. Everything's fine. (laughs) Get away from that garbage. But Ah. I just, like, like, I'm trash. (laughs) Like, I just, I can't. He's too much. Um, That's so weird because when that sort of trailer came out and more information kept coming it was it felt like a click hole like yes like everyone was like this cannot possibly be the plot and it was very much the plot yeah i well i'm not surprised we should have been on last week i don't think toy story 4 is a kid should have been yardson well, no, it's sort of not. It is but not. Like, no, it's for, it's for, I it is it for the people. It is so. for the it is for the kids who watched Toy Story one. Yeah, exactly. When they were kids. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, also started watching or watched the first episode of a new Netflix series starring Sasha Baron Cohen called The Spy. Oh. About a serious preeminent spy in the mm, I want to say fifties or sixties. Mm, it's really? a comedy. I thought it was a comedy. We thought it was a comedy going in. It's not? A taint. Whoa. Taint. <laughs> Sasha. I can't believe it. It's taint. Taint. Um, taint. Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. is a bizarre man. And it threw me for a loop because the main character's name 
is Cohen, like his last name. And so for a hot minute, I was doing all this Googling to be like, did he make this about his grandfather or something? Ooh, that would have been cool. Whoa. But it's not. It's unrelated. Mm. No be. relation. Just both Jewish. <laughs> well, Just that's co- all the relation Different Cohens. There you go. Um, my watch watch was kind of lame. I actually went home last weekend, and the cable there is hooked up. Oh, yeah. Honey. Oh, yeah. And I cruised through... Several things. I watched the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It is uh, It's yeah. bad. Yeah, it's Correct. so good. Garfield, even with Sally Field. Yeah. Did Andrew. you know that he really likes lasagna? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Andrew and Garfield likes... You're going to make them not donate to that's Radio a, That's a BoJack joke. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> stealing on air. Plagiarism <laughs> on air. I, I cited my source. You did. <laughs> I also watched Marie Antoinette, which I'd never seen before. Oh, it's... Um, it was very beautiful, but very... Sofia Coppola E. Yeah. Not a lot happened. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and my favorite moments were in a show that my mom is obsessed with called Face Off, which uh-huh. is a reality show uh, where prosthetic makeup artists compete against each other, oh. creating prosthetics for horror and science fiction. And it is it's just one of those reality shows that you just all of a sudden are like, why is it nighttime? Like, I lost my entire day watching faces be formed out of clay. That's amazing. I've watched that show a couple times. It's incredible. I've heard it's really good, but actually. I don't really care for the format, as per usual. Reality? Or what? You don't like reality play? shows, Jay? No. No. I know you guys are shocked, but, uh, yeah, I hate them. Yeah. Even with such artistry on display. All of them are bad. What about Drag Race? It's the best one. It's still not great. I was going to say, is... Yeah. Not to mention that my quota not- has just been... It came on Crave. We're we're watching it oh, all. Oh yeah. Wife of the show is she's watching it right now. They even have season one. They've got the whole kit and caboodle. Caboots. Yep. And wow. Drag Race UK starts, I think, next week. Oh my god. Or two weeks. Uh, and Drag Race Canada's coming, Jeremy. Oh, batting no. down the hatches. It's gonna be a whole year of it. You guys. And has Ellen not heard of Drag Race Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> Is that for real? That's for real. Oh my god. And that looks crazy. Uh, yeah. Girls are setting themselves on fire. <laughs> it's like it's wackadoo. We should watch it. Oh but my I god. would watch. <laughs> oh my god. I just gotta get the subtitles. <laughs> All right. I'd like to thank Saskatoon's the Garys for letting us use their song, Manituna, for our theme song. Thanks to everyone at CJTR and all of you for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6, rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on CJTR website, Spotify, and Apple Play. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so give us a follow. Please give us some monies. We're sitting on a stump over here. It's a bear room. I like how you just just went into please give us some money. Please give us money. Donate. It's worth it. It's worth. And just be, everyone remember to put spoiler alert on their donation somewhere to get that that sweet, sweet sweet commentary track. It's going to be off the chain. Okay, bye. (laughs)